Hey listeners, this is Zach Finch coming at you with another episode of Chooch Chat. I am here to give you another warning and an apology about my equipment. Well, enjoy. Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. Hello. Because our asses aren't pussies. Our asses are dicks. <laughs> Chooch Chat. Hey everybody, welcome to Chooch Chat, the only podcast who knows their opinions of the real issues don't matter. My name is Zach, and I am your lone host for this episode. We're going to check in with Tony later, and in the meantime, I have another journal entry for you that I will be reading about my quarantine travels. I seem to get around, uh even when we're supposed to be quarantined and sheltered in place. So I thank you for your feedback on the last one. I really appreciate it. I also want to take this time before getting into it to thank our subscribers, new and old. If you haven't yet, please consider subscribing us. If you take a minute, rate, review us. Again, five stars only, please. We love them five stars. Today's episode is brought to you by Adderall. If you have access to Adderall, I say do it. It'll really make you productive and give you a little extra pep in your step that only about two pots of coffee can. That's Adderall. Thanks, Adderall. And now, for the podcast. Here we go again. Writing this entry, I'm sitting on a plane, heading back to Chicago from Tampa, Florida, where I should have been about three weeks ago. Everything is so fucked up, and no one out here is really acting like it. Is that a good thing at this point? I don't really have that answer, personally. It's been two solid months now since we've had to shelter in place, and since I've been unemployed. I've gone to more places than most in the past two months, I'd say. This most recent trip was one of trials and tribulations. Aren't they all, really? Or at least every trip contains trials and tribulations. Especially in the time of the virus. But let's take it back. When the country closed down, I was on a previously scheduled trip to visit my brother in Biloxi, Mississippi, where he temporarily is living. At the time, I knew what the virus was, and partly what it could do, thanks to a fretful friend and co-worker keeping me up to date on its worldwide trajectory since the end of January. I felt sick leading up to the flight. Flu-like. Feverish. I went anyway. It was a hard decision to make. I made sure my symptoms were kept secret from anyone until I was on the plane heading for New Orleans where my brother would meet me. The nation was on high alert. By the time I landed, it was as if the entire country was shutting down, and then, walking through Louis Armstrong Airport, I wouldn't have at all thought that by the time I got back to Chicago, it would have. Against my better judgment, I pressed on. A visit with just me and my little brother was exactly what I needed. My little brother is a man I admire. Someone I look up to, not to put any unfair pressure on him. It takes a keen sense of self to admit when someone you belittled and bullied half of your life turned out to be better at a lot of things than you. On some of those things, I would go toe-to-toe with just about anyone else in the world than him, but he somehow bests me. 
Experiences like what this trip could have been are often very cleansing. The trip was cleansing, all right. By the time it was over, I'd touched the last speck of grime without immediately washing my hands in 20-second intervals. It's not to say there weren't fantastic experiences packed into the short four-day vacation as well. We talked about how our lives and the lives of those most dear to us have changed for better or worse. We laughed at our own crude humor, which is our brand indeed. We helped each other get things done. They were mundane, simple things which are just so goddamn rewarding for some reason. In Biloxi, we felt like celebrities walking into sparsely populated bars as we received adoring gazes from local women and angered glances from the men in their lives or the ones just there to hit on them. They've never seen anything so pretty, I joked with my brother. Hell no, not with two full sets of teeth like this, he piled on. We happily chatted with flirtatious women at bars who were cramming in their last outing with us, whether they knew it would be their last or not. Halfway through that trip, we tried for New Orleans. It wasn't a ghost town on Saturday, March 14th, 2020, but it wasn't at all what I expected either. We could walk in anywhere and immediately get exactly what we wanted. No lines. Minimal crowds. Hurricanes. Hand grenades. Poe boys. Beignets. Etouffee on fucking demand. If the world weren't ending and we weren't painfully aware of that, it would have been paradise, actually. But the whole damn thing reeked of shit. That night, a Saturday night, on St. Patrick's Day weekend, we decided it wouldn't be worth hanging out in the French Quarter as we started to consider that we should probably start keeping more distance from people. Stuff was starting to get cancelled left and right. Concerts, shows, the NBA, the NHL, conferences, conventions. The bars and restaurants were still hanging tight, though. I reiterate, service on demand. We sheltered in a friend of my brother's place nearby, rather than being out in the muck. He's a Navy SEAL. We got pretty fucked up on good bourbon and ordered from Wingstop. Yeah, I got Wingstop in one of the food capitals of the world, sue me. We talked about the emanating stranglehold the coronavirus was about to have and already had on the world. We talked, of course, about being prepared for the apocalypse. And I'm sorry to say this, listeners, but not a single goddamn one of you is as prepared as this Navy SEAL fucker over there. The dude was a 0% body fat, cauliflower ear-having, German shepherd-owning, ammo-toting Harvard grad who lived alone and was, oh yeah, a Navy fucking SEAL. I mean, the dude's impressive. Anyway, also a pretty nice guy to boot. We somehow managed to get back to our hotel, even though both of us could hardly see, and passed out in the room immediately. The next morning had some news we definitely missed by not being out in the muck that is the French Quarter. The cops came and shut that shit down. At this point, what we'd been discussing about the shutdown was confirmed. The only question now was, should I go back to Chicago? We had several back and forths about it. My roommate's opinions were that I should stay. I still had a job at the time, and I was under the naive assumption that I might have to come back in eventually. My brother did not lean too far either way. I put my before-time responsibility cap on and went for it, Chicago way I chose. At the airport drop-off, my brother showed his true colors. His softer colors. The little buddy wanted me to stay. Not because he was concerned for mine or anyone else's safety, but because he loves me and he enjoys spending time with me. 
I probably should have taken him up on it. The very next day, back in my three-bedroom apartment in Chicago, where there were currently five people quarantining, including myself, I received a phone call from my boss telling me I'd been laid off. Hindsight being 2020, this was perhaps not the ideal situation to have gone marching back to with my big boy before time hat on. Oh, fucking well. There ain't nothing perfect in this life now, is there? There is absolutely a whole big middle part to this saga, which is largely boring. Also, it's possibly much the same to what anyone else listening to this had been doing. So it's time to skip ahead. As I said, I'm sitting on a plane out of Tampa, which is too full for my liking. I happen to have my own row, but that is a luxury not everyone on this plane has. A buffer seat is the most some are graced with. It is fairly reminiscent of my flight back to Chicago from New Orleans at the start of the shutdown. The airport was mostly empty, feeling anyway, which was nice. The bar was open at the Tampa airport, which was also nice, though possibly ill-advised. When I made my way to Tampa from Chicago, Midway Airport was completely shut down, aside from a handful of Hudson Valley newsstands and the flights themselves. That, in a nutshell, has been the progression of this trip, the grander trip of the shutdown, I mean. Unlike the flights to and from Tampa, the feeling of the country at the time of these journeys are quite the opposite. The New Orleans trip felt terrified. The Tampa trip felt rebellious. Both feelings felt unnatural. Let it be known that I took personal and not-so-personal health risks to visit Florida for unselfish reasons. My beloved mother had fallen ill and was sent to the hospital just one week after her 60th birthday. Her illness was not COVID-19 related. Her illnesses are chronic. She is generally unwell and has been for some time, probably for even longer than I am choosing to remember. She's tough as nails, boy, I tell you what. With that toughness comes a stubborn streak, which can often turn into a hindrance on the road to victory. Her victory would be even a partial recovery in this case. I don't hold regrets. That doesn't mean that if life were to toss one to me, I wouldn't catch it. I've got too good of reflexes for that. I almost always catch the regrets that life throws my way. I'm like a middle schooler over here, only instead of catching feelings, I catch regrets. Some regrets I hold on to longer than most. I tend to hold them as long as it takes for them to affect me, and I try to let them go once that effect turns negative, or once I am able to forgive myself, or whatever external being I find to blame for those regrets. I love my mother. She's one of my all-time favorite people. Who doesn't love mother? The giver of life. I have known regrets in my actions, or lack thereof, in my efforts to understand the pain and sufferings these chronic illnesses have brought upon my mother. Now I have had to let go of those regrets in order to be of help now, in the present, which should offer hope for the future. Part of letting go of these particular regrets is understanding the other's shortcomings. Was there a way for my mom to help the younger, more selfish and naive me understand the gravity of her situation? Could mom possibly have stashed away her stubbornness about her strength in the form of pain management or offer understanding to those by her side to help her 
when the time was potentially more prudent. Treat yourself as though you are someone you are responsible for helping, is one of Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life. These questions aren't meant to toss balls of regret at the person suffering. They are more to ease my personal sense of guilt and hopefully instill a sense of fortitude to my suffering mother and the people around her whom she needs now more than ever. Ask for help. When you do, be precise in your speech. If you're struggling with that, write it down. Even if you are mad at someone who loves you, even if you don't like them anymore and they don't like you and you both know it, if they are willing to help, let them. I love my mother. And if you don't love yours, I am sorry for you. That's why I was in Florida. I was there as a very necessary help for my family, drowning in doctor's appointments, medical bills, prescriptions, at-home nurse visits, blood testing, and even etc. It was a full-time job for me. Now imagine if you've got diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, and cirrhosis of the liver making you weak, delivering aches, and clouding your brain. That's a struggle I believe few would be strong enough to want to fight through for very long. That's the kind of person my mom is. A lover of life. To love it enough to suffer one day at a time for just a little more. Now, for those of you wondering about Florida, as if Florida doesn't already have the bad rap about being the crazy wildcard state, I landed at the start of their reopening plan, phase two. Restaurants had already been open at a quarter capacity for a week, and by the time I had landed, they were to be opening up hair salons and big box retail stores, a la Sears or Kohl's. My first day there, I went to the grocery store for my folks. Less than 50% of people wore masks. For anyone not confused, you aren't allowed in a store in Chicago without a mask. By the time I'm writing this, I would guesstimate that maybe 25 to 30% of people in stores or out and about are wearing masks in Florida. The beaches are opened. People flocked. Restaurants, though at a quarter capacity, were full. People were shopping. The only semi-responsible tactic still being utilized as far as I had noticed was the people seemed to be keeping distance from each other. This made everything seem like a middle school dance. People were happy to be at a restaurant, yet they didn't know how or where to order. They were stoked to be allowed at the bar or on the beach, but were unsure if they should even, or could even, approach someone. This is going to be a long, slow, awkward process. Getting back to the Tampa airport and seeing that bar open was a strange feeling. It was just as strange as seeing them close down the bars in Louis Armstrong Airport back in March. The struggle will continue. As you continue to decide what is right and what is wrong for you to do going forward, don't forget to be adaptable. Try your best at understanding. Do everything you can when you can. Take the days you can't seem to do anything at all and prepare for the days you'll know you need to do something big, even if you don't know when those moments will come. And remember, not to work too hard. But God damn it, don't stop working. And now for something completely different. Yay, you still look like an angel. It worked. Boy, you look like just like a fucking cherub. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, you know, I, 
I shaved like two days ago, fairly freshly showered. Yeah. I, uh, the lighting, you know. the lighting really helps in that place too. Oh yeah, lighting is good here. Yeah, boy, you're as smooth as a baby's bottom. <laughs> well, <laughs> with the exception of the mustache. Yeah, right. Except for that. <laughs> with the That's mustache, bushy. you look like my ass. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I do have I do have a you know small segment planned, but before getting into that, just wanted to let you know that in trying to figure out. Hold on. You went dead. Oh, Say shit. that again. And trying to figure out what. Well, and me trying to figure out what segment I should do with you on this episode. Yeah. Uh, I brought up the toilet paper debate with Callie. So tell the audience what the, what the toilet paper debate is. So it is my view that, that the Gia Michaels, as in your parents, do toilet paper all wrong. And they have a beautiful, lavish home. Yes. Uh, with lots of wonderful, beautiful things yes. in it. And the toilet paper that they choose to use is Scott's single ply, the exact same crap you'd find in any gas station bathroom. Yes. And it's just, it, it, it blows my mind. I, I can't, I can't imagine why anyone would want to use that toilet paper. Now I want to I, use that toilet paper. Uh, yes. And apparently and so, millions of other, others of us do too. Cause our asses aren't pussies. Our asses are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I got a hard ass, bro. I can take it. Well, I mean, even people who don't, who wouldn't even be proud of their hard ass seem to like it. So Callie uses it. Does she? And Hell yeah. yeah. We yeah. got one. And she chooses to. Yeah. 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 And I, and I, and I, you know, I've been here for like two months now. So I've been waiting to bring this topic up to her in the event that she chooses that toilet paper and she does for all the same reasons you fucking weirdos do. Yeah, man. Cause you don't want tearing up in your ass. You don't want dingleberries there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still, I still think you guys are using the other toilet paper wrong. We're also saving money too. I guess you're out there. Sure, buying, maybe you're out, you're out there buying that highfalutin fluff shit. Oh yeah. And it's great. It's a great wipe. It makes for a great wipe. I just don't believe it. I bet I bet you have like a disgusting asshole with dingleberries, you know. You know, you do I also dated shower. Women. I also dated women who were who did who did not put that in the forefront of their uh, of their hygiene. I did I dated women before previously with like a grotesque amount of dingleberries. Yeesh. Because of the toilet paper they use. I, ju I just, again, I don't think that I exper I've experienced that level. Now, now, I'm a, now I'm also a wet wipes man of some kind, but either way. <laughs> but. Either way. But. But, but. yeah, I uh, brought that, uh, that, that, came, that came to a uh, 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 same exact argument. Same exact fucking argument. I Tell just, her thank you for being normal. I will. <laughs> oh, I'll, I will. 
for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, and the winning but team. But are you uh, are you upset or happy that we didn't get this job either last night or tonight? Uh, I don't care. I don't. You care. don't care. Well, I now I have to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, that's another conversation for another day. Um, yeah, we don't have to do that on the podcast, but yeah, were you you weren't at all relieved? I mean, um, I know you were relieved yesterday because I was relieved yesterday. I I was relieved yesterday because it's just been just the busiest week and it's still busy. Yeah, and uh, you know, and it's that that's life. You know, that's that, that's part of life. Absolutely. But I uh, I got a lot done this week, but I was looking forward to a little bit of a break. But you know, when you have yeah. shit that surprises you, number one, that's part of being a an adult. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, you got to do it. it. And then number two, yeah. um. You know, the stuff that we say we're going to do. I'm always preaching on this podcast. You say you're going to do, you, you're going to do it. And yep. uh, like one of the things is, is this podcast. It's you get, you got to do it. You know, here we, here we it, are. It doesn't get done uh, by itself. Um, right. Uh, right. So, you know, I, I keep my, my, my schedule full and yep. uh, haven't been having a fun time doing it. But then there's, then there's the life shit that fills it out on, on its own as well. Absolutely. Um, Actually, that pertains to a, a, one of at least one of the messages of my podcast that yeah. they just listened to. That that reinforces yeah. something that I said earlier. But it's you got to um, do it. You got to be an adult, and you, you got to do it. That that's the that's the point of, of of that's the point of the growth, man. Is yeah. And the point of becoming a reliable human being is is that when the surprising thing things happen, you 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 do it anyways. Now, might I add, I do it, but sometimes I do it with a great deal of bitching and moaning. Uh, yeah yeah but i do it yeah but i but i do it uh listen i complain about working out every day until (laughs) until i work out yeah man it's not like i'm some fucking buddha over here right yeah exactly just but but i'm gonna get it done and uh that's why where i try to separate myself from the pack is 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 getting it done Uh, yeah uh, we we lead vastly different lives than some of our friends do um Mm -hmm. we lead way lead way more independent lives we're not when we've chosen always the path less less beaten in life yeah i I know that for for me and you just because of our past and our history and the things that we've done and uh it's led to an interesting life but it's also led to a life where you have to uh sometimes work a little harder yeah and sometimes uh uh do a little more then it seems like you're doing a little less because it's just, a, just it's a different life, man. It's just a different yeah. life. So yeah, you know, I'll say it, which leads me to the segment, the fun segment. Yeah, we've visited three cities. Uh, at least I'd never been to before. Yeah, on this job, this is going to be a variation on the Mary Fuck Kill game. <laughs> what we did with our poker, what they did to nights. the poker buddies. Yeah. Um. Only instead of Mary Fuck Kill, I want you to pick one of the cities we've been to, not really knowing much about any of them except for maybe Milwaukee, uh, to move to, to actually live in, yeah, to have a bachelor party in, yeah, and to uh, bury a body in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you remind me of the cities? I'm going to write them down. Yes. Yeah, so we did, uh, we did Milwaukee most recently. Yeah. And then and then Des Moines, Iowa was the medical facility. And then Davenport, Iowa was the John Deere plant. 
So for the listeners at home or in their cars or working out or whatever you do. Oh, do you want to do Chicago too? Can we add that? Because we've done a few in Chicago. Uh, Sure. Put Chicago in. Then I want to come up with one more category. Yeah. And then kind of like fuck, which Bachelor Party was kind of like fuck. But I'm going to say have like a one romantic evening in. Okay. And the category. Okay. So the categories are. Uh, the categories would be move to move to, uh, would you, I, that's, all right, move to, yeah, we'll keep it and keep Chicago as well. Um, uh, have a bachelor party at bury a body in and have one romantic fling of an evening in. Bury a body. <laughs> one romantic fling okay um i'm gonna go ahead and say that the huh okay i'm gonna go give the romantic fling to chicago so that opens up the rest of them and i'm also used to them and i had my romantic flings in chicago and they were fine and i got married here so that's good too uh, yeah, I mean, you, you you know, you stick with what works. Yeah, so I'm going to get that one right out of the way. We live here yeah. right now, so, okay. So move to, it would be uh, Milwaukee. Um, I, I, knew, as I, knew, I knew that that would be the case. Well, yeah, I sure. mean, it's just such a bigger city than the other two, and there's something yeah. to do there, and yeah. it, you know there's a good nightlife. There's good people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would do that. It would be a short move. It wouldn't be as depressing of a move. Yeah. Uh, Bury a body, I would definitely pick Davenport. Uh, <laughs> seems to be a lot of land. Also, seems to be a lot of people who might even help. Uh, so, uh, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people who would have issue with, with, with uh, some of the more unsavory aspects of living a life or <laughs> yeah. taking a life. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Davenport, yeah. I would say Agreed. bury a body. And uh, bachelor party... I guess that just leaves Des Moines. Hopefully, it'll be. Hopefully, we'll find <laughs> something somewhere in that fucking town. Uh, I guess there's a there's is that a college town? Is there a, is there a college? I mean, the University of Des Moines is where we. That was the medical yeah. building that we sprayed down. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just. I mean, that's the options. That's the. I mean, and that's the nature of the game. Is you definitely you kind Midwest. of throwing away. You're kind of throwing away. Yeah, I know the Midwest too. Yeah. Uh, I I personally uh, 100% agree on Davenport. You got to bury that. Hold on. Hold on. You you went sketchy again. Say it again. Sorry. Uh, I 100% agree. Davenport. Davenport. Yeah. Yeah. You got to bury that body in Davenport. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course. You of got course. to. Of course. Um, and I think the only other thing I would probably do differently is I would switch Des Moines and Milwaukee because I think Milwaukee would be a lot more fun uh, for a bachelor party. And you would live in Des Moines? Um, and I would just live in Des Moines. I would throw my life away in Des Moines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just for that, ba- that, that killer bachelor party. Just, just for that, that killer one killer bachelor party. bachelor party. Oh man, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that that that's that's hard. I'm not confident about any of those. 
Um, now, yeah, it, it, it became extra tough when he threw in Chicago, but yeah, you know, I think a romantic fling of an evening in Chicago would it's just that, like I wouldn't in any of the other cities it doesn't make sense. Yeah, honestly, yeah. it's Chicago. Yeah, because you know, yeah, for me, I mean, because it, and it's hard to say move here because we've already both lived here for so long. I know, I know. Yeah, it's definitely the best of the cities, though. Uh yeah. Well, I mean... Milwaukee's an argument. There could be an argument for Milwaukee. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Depends on what you like. Yeah. 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 And I, it's it's a fun fun town. Fun town. Yeah. The only part of me that wants to give Davenport any credit is if we went there and hung out with that Scott fella. Yeah. And he and he led us around on a he might get us into, or some in, into some trouble. We might be yeah. burying bodies with that guy. Yeah, we could we could probably cross off all four with that guy. <laughs> I know, dude. Based off of the <laughs> shit he was showing us, the yeah. pictures he was showing us, man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like here's me with these these hot chicks. At this yeah. my favorite bar. Can't and wait for the me, bars to back, is, go back open. This is me where I'm dressed up as naughty Santa. Naughty Santa. And, and this is me where I'm dressed up as regular Santa. And so you know, anyways, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm divorced. I had to get this job because my sister needed me to get, uh, or my daughter needed me to get out of the house. And uh, also, my I'm a big gun enthusiast. Yeah, like my favorite oh, yeah. thing is teaching people how to conceal and carry. How to use firearms. Yeah. Pause in conversation. Yeah. Us just staring at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great. Uh, How's that we, Big uh, Mac? We have guns too. <laughs> yeah, sure. So back off, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, easy. Um, <laughs> uh, dude. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop off here because I've uh I've been talking for a while on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. I already did the business at the beginning of the podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, here we go. Tony, you ready? Uh, kinda. I love you. I miss you. Miss you too. Don't work too hard. Don't stop working. Shoot chat.